Catch new episodes of Dial the Gate weekends at youtube.com slash dialthegate. And for the latest schedule, visit dialthegate.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dial the Gates, the Stargate Oral History Project, episode 170. My name is David Reed. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have Fail Whale 34 YouTuber extraordinaire, who is known for his uh, rewatches. He is going to be joining us in just a moment. Before we get started, though, with that, if you enjoy Stargate, and you want to see more content like this continue to grow on YouTube, it would mean a great deal to me if you click the like button. It makes a difference with YouTube and will help the grow continue to show, uh, con- help the show continue to grow. <laughs> Please also consider sharing this video with a Stargate friend. And if you want to get notified about future episodes, click the subscribe icon. And giving the bell icon a click will notify you the moment a new video drops, and you'll get my notifications of any last-minute guest changes. And clips from this live stream will be released over the course of the next few days on the Dial the Gate uh youtube channel as this is a live stream i do have um uh my guests uh live with me so if you have any questions for him get them over to the mods and the mods will get the questions over to me for the second half of the show but in the meantime he is all mine michael fail whale 34 welcome sir i think i've just made a new friend how are you I'm doing well. How's it going, David? Thanks for having me on, first and foremost. I really love the intro to this episode. It was amazing. It was super <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for all of your content um, that you have been uh, uh, putting out here for the past you know, decade or so now and making Stargate a next, uh, the, the next thing that you're, that you're working on. Um, this is a big deal for this community because, you know, a lot of Stargate fans, we feel like we're the some of the blackest sheep in the sci-fi community, you know, and um, it's it's nice to see it get some love from other, you know, significant uh, players in the YouTube space. So thank you for uh, thank you for agreeing to come on. So, oh, no, dude, of course, man, I saw your email and I was, I, you know, I. Uh... Yeah, I looked at it and I said, hey, man, I'd love to uh, – well, I'm actually I'm, – I'm really scared of, like, scam emails, but I, I could obviously tell right away you, you weren't. Um, and Thank I was you. like, hey, like, why not? You know, I'm, I'm, done, I'm done SG1 at this point now uh, in my current watch-along. Um, so I was like, you know, why not come on, on to one of the community podcasts um, that's doing good for the space and chat? So well, I appreciate it. Um, how long uh, – let me – you know what? Let me, let me back up. What's the story behind the the name of your channel? Okay, so the channel is called Farewell Thirty Four. I know it sounds it's it was really random and weird uh, because it is. So I don't mean to date myself, but uh, I actually came up the year SG One was uh, released. So man, I'm a 97, 97 <laughs> lad myself. <laughs> um, and when I was, I think two thousand, might have been two thousand and nine. I think Twitter had just come out and. Even though they have a lot of bird imagery for the website, obviously, um, when the page overloaded, they had the notorious, you know, page of a of, of fail whale would pop up. A whale would come up and it would say, "Sorry, page can't load," or whatever. So, okay. exactly. So I'm like, you know, what? that is just the it. funniest thing. Twelve year old me thought. <laughs> so I said, you know, what? why don't I just 
you know, I'm making a, an Xbox Live gamer tag for the very first time. I'm like, I'm like, hey man, uh, my buddy, like, what should I name it? And he's like, why don't you put it that funny thing from the other day, farewell? I said, brilliant. So that's how farewell just became my like gamer tag online uh, and and on name for a while. Uh, and Paul Pierce was my favorite basketball player at the time. So farewell thirty four just <laughs> that's just like you can probably find like my Roblox account, you know, like it's probably still there, <laughs> that's <like>. funny. <laughs> that's you know, I mean, it's what works, and it's the things that uh, that stick with us. You know, I have an old you know tag going from way back that i'm not even gonna to bring up but i mean it's it's not it's not appropriate to stargate but whatever you know whatever works for you and and makes uh makes your 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 presence unique you know is what is what mm. makes it work so um what has it been like growing this this channel for the past you know 12 years now uh it's been it's been an interesting journey honestly um I think I've had the account for 12 years, like I said, but I think I would say probably give or take around like eight years. I've been actually like making videos uh, since like March 2015. It's been a crazy journey, honestly, David. Like um, I started it off uh, my friend in grade 12, uh, my best friend, who's also a YouTuber as well. He's doing much better than me. Uh, his name's Team Samurai X1. You guys can check him out. He's a Yu-Gi-Oh guy. Um, he sat me down in the 12th grade. We're in the library about to graduate. He's like, hey, you know, Michael, like um, I'm doing this YouTube thing. I've got, I think he had maybe like 10,000 subscribers at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was, my mind was blown. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. Like you've been my best friend for the past two years. And I hadn't, I, I thought you just played Yu-Gi-Oh for fun. Like I didn't think you were doing a thing with it. Uh, and he's like, hey, like, I think you're, you know, really funny. You have charisma. You really like comic books at the time. I was really into like Marvel now and, um, you know, just generally that kind of stuff. And he's like, you're passionate about it. Like The Walking Dead. Why don't you just talk about it on the channel? So I kind of naively was just like, yo, you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> and then from that point on, I was just like committed. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to make YouTube videos. Um, so I kind of did. I, I made my first review back in March, I think 2015. It was terrible. Don't watch it. So it's so bad. It's, it's... <laughs> we all have to start somewhere. You should see episode one of this no, show. It... Half of it doesn't work. I, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check it out. Um, so then I tried a comic book review. I'm like, this is awkward and clunky, and I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna work. Um, and then it was like till the fall of that year um the walking dead i was like really really passionate about it um mm. so i started doing like episode reviews for the spin-off show called fear the walking dead mm -hmm. uh no no sci-fi i guess really as, up until that point okay. uh, and then reactions was a totally like not even the intent like that was just sort of a thing that i just sort of like why don't i like i had i had really big reactions just like when i watch a lot of stuff that i'm passionate about mm -hmm. um so jessica jones was coming out and i'm like why don't i just watch this new netflix show um, so that was the very first reaction I think I've ever done. And then from there, it was kind of just history. Wow. Well, you know, it's so many of us entertainment watchers you know, would like to say to ourselves, you know, wouldn't it be nice to just sit around and shoot the crap and, and make a little little pocket money off of this? And, and the, there's a handful of us who have been privileged to take our passions and and share them with people who are are kind enough to watch along with us and give us a click and tune in uh, because they find that there is something that is worthwhile about the content that's being produced. And so I I, I myself, you know, I have just tried this out for the first time with another channel, Wormhole Extremists, that a couple of my mm -hmm. uh, friends and I are doing while we're actually doing full length commentaries. 
and it's it's a, it's going to probably stay a small channel for a long time because it's just us. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the privilege of doing something with Dial the Gate is to bring other people in who people are interested in watching, not watching me. But you've managed to make a career of people turn, tuning in and watching your reactions to things because they like your take specifically. And that's really cool. Thank you. I, I know it's 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 uh, it's an interesting thing. Honestly, sometimes I'm like, it's yeah, it's surreal. I, I love it. It's, it's a surreal thing for sure. Sometimes, like I think, I'm like it's really cool, and I'm like really fortunate and blessed to you know that the thing that I started eight years ago is like what I'm doing now, which is was awesome. And I like I like get to explore. I think one of the cool aspects of it too um, is getting to explore sort of what I've been doing the past three years is exploring older shows um mm-hmm. such as stargate we'll, we'll dive into it obviously that i had absolutely not even the like an inclining of context to what this thing is um and sort of just diving in ahead first um not knowing anything um and getting to explore that for the first time and i think there's a lot of fun in seeing something with a new set of eyes maybe somebody a little bit younger um like again different set of experiences commenting on these things so it th- that's one of the things i think people might enjoy and i enjoy mm-hmm. doing and I mean, you made the comment, you're as, you're as old as SG-1 is. So, I mean, that's a very interesting perspective <laughs> where you're actually going in now as an adult and seeing a lot of the stuff for the first time. Who, who did, did someone mention Stargate to you as a suggestion? How did you discover the franchise? Did, what order did you, did you see any of this stuff for the first time? And why did you decide to bank a huge section of your channel on this property, live or die? For sure. Okay. Gun to head. I'm pretty sure it was Phoenix. Uh, shout out to Phoenix. Uh, the one true mod um, from from the Whale Army. I'm pretty sure when I, I think three years ago, give or take, I was like looking for new batch of shows because um, I, I have one of my good friends, Nick. Shout out to Nick, who's Nick. He does a lot of sci-fi news content as well on YouTube. I'd recommend checking him out. Um, I think it was Phoenix recommended Stargate. Uh, I think uh, Nick kind of like looked on into it and he's like, yeah, this might be a good idea. No one's really doing anything on this. Um, nice. And they gave their they gave their thumbs up and I said, all right, like, why not? Like, just let me just, just, let me just try it. You know, I've, I had done that similarly with shows like Doctor Who, which turned out really well, um, where I knew nothing about Doctor Who, really. I knew there was like a blue box. That was about it. Uh, and that became, <laughs> I absolutely fell in love box. with that show, right? Like, I'm, no, like, literally, like, I'm just like, it is what it is, you know? Like, yeah. Um, and I sort of mitigate spoilers as best as possible. So, like, I, you know, um, so that's how it worked for Doctor Who. So I'm like, okay, let me try sci fi. Let me try stuff like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think I did a few shows at the time. Um, and I'm really glad I did because I, you know, the first, I'm, I'm going to be honest, the first couple episodes were rough, emanci- emancipation, right? But as, I, as you, for sure. But even through that, I just like to experience it for what it is. And, you know, as you go through it, I mean, I think Stargate is such a unique series um, from my limited experiences. I just absolutely loved it. Um, and I'm, I'm sure if you guys see some of my reactions, like I just, you really fall in love with the characters, the overarching narrative. It's such a unique sci-fi show, I think in comparison to some of the other stuff I've seen. Um, so yeah. I sort of, yeah, because that's kind of that's kind of how I took a, a shot on it, I'd say. I am a Star Trek fan, first and foremost. It is, it is the first thing that I, other than public television, like Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street, that I remember watching and absorbing. Kirk and Spock and Picard and Riker. And if you take a look at a show like The Next Generation, for the first few episodes, those characters aren't really working. I mean, they're 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 kind of working, but they're not really mm-hmm. on their feet yet for a little while. 
And for SG-1, Atlantis, and, and Universe, I will say, from the get-go, those characters are largely fully functioning. And I think it's one of the reasons why I was drawn into it uh, as quickly as I was, because there's something happening there where it's like, this is just magic that's that's working on the screen. And I'm buying the world and, and the story that I'm being told, because you have, you have to buy a certain amount of it. You know, we, we've all been there where it's like, uh, this is a stretch, but not with Stargate. Not so much. Is that, do you, do you mm-hmm. feel similar? Yeah, I would say, and also just for context, David, uh, I'm currently, my current watch along in the series is I'm completed SG-1 over on, on the Patreon channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're at season four. I think I'm going to watch episodes 12 and 13 today. So anything up above from that, limited knowledge, don't really, I'm not clocked in, so. You're not going to hear good. spoilers from me. I'm just telling you, like, <laughs> for universe, it's consistent in terms of the characterization. For so. sure. Um, I, I would say so, exactly. Like, that's, I, I think, something super unique about Stargate from from my experience. It's like, yeah, you start off, you don't know any of these characters. Who's this, who's this Jack guy? What's his background? Like, he had a family, you know, X, Y, and Z. Who's this alien guy named Teal'c? Like, what? You know, but as it gets along and you get through seasons two, three, you start beating, you know, Apophis is falling down and there's a replicators and, you know, then there's a black hole and then, you know, and then Daniel leaves. Then he comes back. It's like right. you start to really build up this larger universe. And I think um, a common thing that I've loved in, you know, some of like the jokes on, on the channel is like, where's the technology? It took them six seasons to really get things going. I was yeah. begging. I said, guys, where is the, where's the firepower? You know, the, like the Tokra, we're, we're depending on the Tokra, you know, uh, we're like, where's, you know, where's uh, our defenses? We're going to get bodied by the Gua'ul. Um, mm-hmm. And it was really fun, again, I guess, to see that progression um, in and, and the character building. I think, it, it takes it its on. time for sure, you know, because like like the, the suits from Washington will come down and say, you know, especially with, with the amazing performance of Ronnie Cox as Kinsey. Show me the money. You know, we're, we're, we're giving you all these assets and we're getting nothing from it. I mean, we're, we're making friends with some Bronze Age people. How nice is that? But, I mean, billions of dollars have, have been spent on this program. Uh, and, you know, it's, a, it, it's, a, it, it's finally when we get into Season 6 and we get spaceships, it's like, okay, I think we've now turned a corner. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, no, entirely. And like, I, I think for uh, what I loved like about it is like you fall over these characters, their story, their, their backstories. And, uh, you know, when it gets to those bigger moments, it just feels that much more satisfying, you know. Mm-hmm. What uh, Raj Luthra wanted to know, what have you really enjoyed about SG-1? Um, your, the published material is now through season seven, I believe. Um, what, what, has really, what has really taken your breath away? What has been the most satisfying watching it the first time through i think the most satisfying thing about watching su1 uh from my personal experience and i'm talking just like for me is mm-hmm. getting to experiencing it with all of you guys uh the, the sg34 the patreon gang um you know we've got like a, a tight unit of people every time an episode goes up for the past three years they're leaving you know very lengthy comments commenting with each other going back and forth um giving their feedback making sort of like a like a like a like a reddit posts on the episodes of the reactions i think that's been really um satisfying and and just an awesome experience um and from the show perspective uh, i think it's seeing the overlapping between these like multiple series like atlantis and 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 uh, the original series has been really has been really awesome um which we'll see on youtube very soon um 
yeah, I think that's been really cool. And just watching some some of the best sci-fi things I think I've seen. Mm. Um, you know, the way that they take their time. Like, I don't think nowadays you'll really see a show where it's like, you know, the cast is like, you know, 40 years old up taking more mature storylines or taking their time uh you know uh, i don't want to say that she one is of the time but i there's just something about some of the stories and the way they took their time with it and spaced things out that i don't know if studios necessarily would do today yeah it has a it has uh some of it is of a slower pace than would be permitted now by a lot of these networks they're like um, I mean, if, I don't know if you've seen the arc that just came out with Jonathan Glasner, who who uh, co-created with SG uh, with uh, Brad Wright SG One, but it is fast. It moves very quickly, mm-hmm. and um, there's something to be said for a show with that speed. Uh, and it is that that's what that is. Um, but SG One is is not. They had five years from from the get go uh, guaranteed. That in itself is unheard of, you know. And I think it's important when you're watching it to to know that fact because it, it it establishes a lot of the velocity that they've that they've chosen to approach the show with in terms of you know not burning everything out so fast no for sure right? and you can sort of feel like when they switch networks or you know whenever there's some like big changes um or or, or like I, I love one of the, my favorite things is hearing like after the fact after i'm done a season it's like i'm like oh like this season ended really abruptly i'm like oh this ended on such a big mm-hmm. like almost full circle moment and then i, I read a comment and like oh yeah they actually were they thought this was the end you Correct. know <laughs> yeah they had they, they there there were a number of instances where they're like okay next we're going to sg1 was always going to continue in almost all guaranteed to continue in some way in terms of like a feature or something but they didn't know what form it was going to take um, mm-hmm. and it was just a question of, you know, when are we getting that movie, you know, and eventually a lot of those ideas came out in Lost City, uh, which, uh, you haven't gotten to in, in terms of publishing yet. One of the things that I was most surprised at when I got my first response from you is that you don't record and then edit. Do you edit yourself? Uh, yes. So the unedited, so I do, I do like sort of unedited videos and I do edited videos, the, when I when I watch the episode in full for the first time, I put that together and I put okay. up on my Patreon. I cut up a little bit, uh, and then I have an editor who does the YouTube version of that for me. Okay, so you do you have a partnership in terms of someone who who helps cut things yeah. for the okay. But I was surprised that um, you uh, were so far uh, ahead in terms of what's currently being published on YouTube. Was it always this way? Or have things fallen behind or, you know, did something else happen where you were several yeah. seasons ahead on, on, uh, in Atlantis and we're still, we're still seeing, you know, season seven of SG one. Yeah. Um, so that's just sort of, a. It, there was always sort of a, a little bit of a delay with certain shows. Like, you know, like there's like four episodes ahead or like, you know, almost a season ahead of, of some of the shows that I'm watching on the Patreon page. Right. Make a little bit of a gap. Uh, and then just over the past, you know, two years, I've had some struggles, um, with like just being delayed and and, and some scheduling what, whatnot, so that gap just naturally just got a little bit bigger. Um, but then more recently, I've, I've been trying to just get back on that now and uh, make it a bit more consistent for the upload schedules. So okay. double, wow. we doubling it up here and there, and um, yeah, that's cool. Christy Kirsty Green says SG thirty four reporting for duty. A few episodes have made <laughs> you really emotional uh, over your watch. What episode overall really got to you, and why? 
Oh man, that's a great question. There's been so many, there's been so many great moments. Um, one that comes off the, off the top, I actually think come, I think either comes out today or just came out. I think I had it scheduled, uh, was heroes. So I, maybe oh. I, too much in it. <laughs> maybe, I guess it's uncanny timing. There's been a lot of uncanny timing with the releases. Um, that's probably been one that made me really emotional because I think Frazier was such a, such a, a staple character for the older series, you know, being there since the very beginning up until that episode. Um, Janet, you know, sorry, uh, so the, the actor, her name's Kate. Carol Rothery. Um, yeah, Carol does, you know, just such a, her, her, her performance just come off, comes, comes across so well, you know, so authentic, so heartwarming um, as Frazier, as Janet. Um, when she, carefully that is in, in the manner that it happens, I mean, yeah. it is just a gut punch. You know, so that's one that comes off the top of my head. There's been a bunch of moments, right? Because I, I actually like look back when I started these videos. I'm like, holy, I'm like, holy smokes! It's been three years since to this week, three years since the first SG1 video went up on YouTube. Um, did, were you spoiled about uh, Fraser's death, or was that? Uh, did you receive that as intended? Did, received it as intended, right? Wow. The the like, I just keep the very tight to the chest. I'm not on, yeah, I'm not really searching up stuff on socials like that. The mods are, I get it. They tell me, you know, what, like, uh, here's kind of like the schedule with the checkout. Um, so shout out to SG34. You guys have been, you know, just really amazing about that. Um, I think some of the older season stuff too, I really enjoyed. Like, I'm just firing off the head. Like, some of the Daniel episodes, like the addiction episode, that one really really spoke to me michael shanks is like one of my I'm, I'm like the biggest shanks guy like you know i love shanks i love um ben i could we'll talk about ben after we'll talk oh, about ben, ben. Browder, that's yeah. my guy no. shanks yeah is, that's my dog. daniel's the heart and soul of of the show there's plenty who will argue with me but i i think so, so. yeah so i'd say the addiction episode really shook to me i think that was a, a particular standout to me as well need how about you how about you how about you david i'd love to hear what like maybe so, some stuff from sg1 maybe absolutely so i uh i i saw the show uh in first run syndication and then discovered the the feature film the day after i saw the pilot um i i knew what stargate was but i didn't ever watch it and this first run syndication of children of the gods was what made, made me fall in love with it and then i watched the movie and then i subscribed to showtime and watched season one and season two concurrently um, so a lot of stuff was spoiled for me. Uh, and unfortunately, like the death of Janet was spoiled in advance because I was on GateWorld at the time and doing a lot of, a lot of work with Darren, uh, making, making the site possible. And those, those things just come out. Uh, and yeah. it's, it's disappointing being that close to it because you don't get the experience as intended. You know, where you can mm-hmm. you can pull pick up a relatively obscure sci-fi series off the shelf and start watching it for your YouTube channel, and and staying away because not this stuff isn't populating in your newsfeed for the first time because it's not brand new anymore. Um, but when Daniel died, that episode uh, hit so hit me so hard. Uh, I watched it with mm-hmm. my I didn't watch a lot of Stargate with my family, uh, but I watched that one with them and. Um, that was I, I walked away from that episode feeling like I had lost a you know a, a relative uh, when when he goes when he ascends with Oma and and goes through that gate and it was like you know what what's the show going to look like you know we know that at that point that I think we knew at that point that sci-fi had picked up the series but what's going to happen that was a big deal and you know heroes even mm-hmm. knowing in advance 
what was happening with Janet. That was a big deal to watch as well. Yeah, no, I mean the Daniel, like, oh my God, I'm that was such a, like the reactions for that portion too, you know, from my own experience are so crazy because I'm like Daniel's my dog, like you know I, I love him too, and when he goes, it's like, okay, maybe this is fake. I'm always like, maybe it's a curveball. You never know. Maybe it, they're they're messing yeah. around. But the way they come, the way they commit to that radiation plot the, at the very the, beginning the, of the episode, it's a lethal dose. They just say, oh. It, that's what it is. You, then I love how it connects to a character like Jonas, uh, you know, mm-hmm. his people, um, and how it's him sacrificing himself, and he's just sort of calm about it. There's something so beautiful, not knowing what happens after the fact, and this this could be the end of, of Daniel Jackson. It's super powerful. Um, so I, I, totally, I totally see wow. what you mean there. So you were re-watching never knowing that Daniel was going to come back to the show? No, I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, here's Jonas. Like, wow. this is, I'm like, okay. In all of the artwork and arc of truth and continuum, you know, you managed to steer I, clear of that. That's ex- that's pretty extraordinary. No, that's and that's what makes it so unique. And so I'll, I guess I'll tie back into this for the later stuff. Um, I'm watching a jumble of shows, right? So when I started back okay. three years ago, or two years ago, maybe a little bit after Stargate, um, people are really petitioning for Farscape. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'll make the extra time. Let's watch some from Farscape. So I fell in love with Farscape completely isolated from watching Stargate. Well, watching them concurrently. Yep. So I'm watching. I'm watching Farscape. I'm watching Stargate, not knowing that two of these characters are going to end up towards the end of the run in the same show that I'm, I'm watching as well. So when I watched the ep- episode 200, like that that joke hits. <laughs> it lands extra hard you know um and that's something that i think is so unique and special about this the super super hype hyper niche of you know the sg34 gang and people who watch my content with along with me and together on the patreon fam it's like that's such a unique experience that like when you start looking it's like you know to yeah anyway how do you keep from i don't know how you do it in terms of because I imagine your your viewing is fairly regimented. Like, if if you are you like sitting down and watching a specific episode at a specific time, if you fall in love with a particular plot, or do you allow yourself permission to go ahead and watch, sit down and record the next one and the next one and the next one, or do you are you like I have to stop right now? There's production that goes involved that is involved in this. I have to get to these other things that I have to do mm. because you are watching and uh, for a. a, a for entertainment, but also it's it is a job at the same time. It has become that through the Patreon and everything else. Yeah, for else. sure. How's that work? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, um, so pretty much like scheduling is is my demon. You know, I've been I've been I've been <laughs> I've been struggling with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like yeah, like I I I have like a I try and keep an X amount of shows I watch in rotation. Um, and sometimes I'll do double bubble. So if if, if it's like a two parter. A lot of the times I'll watch the first half, but I'm like, okay, we gotta watch the second one. If I did, if I wasn't, if I didn't know in advance. Uh, but in terms of like sitting down and watching multiple, I've got like a, a capacity for, because like you said, it is like a job at the same time. But I have like a threshold of how much content I can record a day. So I sort of am like, okay, if I'm watching, like today I'm watching, for example, um, do do do. God, he has a schedule. <laughs> like I, I just, I just finished Buffy and Angel, uh, Angel uh, season four. Wow, twenty one and twenty two. So I got that up over the past day or two, and I watched Buffy episode seven x twenty. So I got that up, and then today I'm probably going to be watching um, Peacekeepers War part two, and then SGA twelve and thirteen. Right, and then so you're I, I also have day. like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the last, I'm on the last leg. I, I put the first half up of Peacekeepers War. Uh, maybe a, a week ago, or, or, wow. or like 
couple days ago. Um, so finishing that up. Man, that's a lot to keep. Do you um do you mind me asking? Is is this your full time gig? Do you have anything else on the side? Uh, this is my 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 current uh, my, what I've been doing. I was in school uh, at uh, University of Toronto for journalism. Mm-hmm. When uh, at, at, shortly after that story about talking to my my friend in the library at the twelfth grade, so I was used to work at the Boys and Girls Club, uh, helping youth for a couple of years. Wow. Um, I was doing the journalism school. I was doing the YouTube, and I'm like. I think I'll just like stop doing this, the boys and girls club stuff. It's been a while and I'll just put extra, the extra three hours for like bus fare and like lunch. I'll put that into making more YouTube videos. So I just kind of been doing that since, and since I graduated, I've been, I've been doing this as well. I have other hobbies and like interests as well um, that I've sort of been expanding on too. So like, like over the past couple of years, but yeah, YouTube's my, like my main job. That's awesome. Good for you. I, um, uh, Nicole Rodriguez Galdo, when was, asks, when was, the, Hi, Nicole. uh, <laughs> Nicole's actually, uh, uh, one of my wormhole extremists. Uh, when was, let's go. Right. When was the first moment? Also, go ahead. <clears throat> Sorry. No, no. I was just going to say shout outs. I'm looking at the chat right now. I don't have two screens. Let's say shout out to, uh, shout out to Steph. That's, that's, I'm pretty sure that's Steph from the Patreon fam, uh, as well as Reese. I didn't realize, uh, Reese was one of your mods. Yes, he. Oh, so oh, he's in your loop as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. It's a small fandom in some cases. Steph is Steph is new, so hello to to Steph. I've not seen her before. I apologize if she's been on before, but I I don't I don't recognize that name. So yeah, uh, and a, a big uh, welcome to uh, Failwell's audience uh, as well in joining us. Uh, Nicole wanted to know if I can get back to the screen. There we go. When sure. was really the moment that you realized that that Stargate was you know worth putting your time and energy into for, you know, the next uh, several years in terms of, uh, uh, one of the things that was going to move forward with your, with your programming. What was the, what was the, do you, do you recall like the pivot moment where it was like, this is great. This is worth investing in 350 hours of my time minimum. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sorry. To be honest, like once once like we were on board and we watched like the first episode, I usually just start getting into it, mm-hmm. and then I actually start to like really like the show. And I have a bad habit back then, and I'm, I've gotten better at it now. Where it's like if I'm overcommitted, I'll I'm like I'm learning now. Okay, maybe I'll stop, or maybe I'll try something new and, and stuff like that. And at the time, honestly, I'm just like I'm just gonna keep going with it. it wasn't getting that many views. I think off the rip. I think mm-hmm. it took maybe like a season for it to really start to pick up, mm-hmm. um, or like that tight community, um. I think just kind of off the rip, I just sort of kept doing it, and I'm really starting to fall in like, love with those characters. Like, some of those earlier Jack episodes are really great. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any moment where I'm like, I'm going to stop watching it, partially because of just how I operated, but also, mm-hmm. too, because I just really enjoyed the show pretty quickly. I'm curious. Do you have any kind of, like, ripcord or parachute protocol in place for your show where if you're getting into something and it just falls off and it's like, I'm sorry, I'm not enjoying this program anymore. I'm going to pull out of this. Or do you do you commit yourself to finishing it regardless <laughs> of its quality? I, I commit to a fault because that's something that I've I've done before. There's definitely been times where I'm like, yeah, I'm like, even from like a, a YouTube perspective, it's like like from a business perspective, it's like, okay, this gets no views. I'm dedicating this much time. I see. And that was a struggle that I had because I'm like, yeah, because people are, are enjoying this content, they're paying for it, and I committed to this and I'm already pretty deep. So like I was a that was a personal struggle I really had was like like, man, I, I could go, like, really deep into it. It's like I had, like, so many points where I'm just like, oh, I'm like, I know what I should do. It's like I should probably cut one of these two shows, release my schedule a little bit, ease my mind a bit. You know, yes, I'm going to disappoint a couple people, but this is probably the better for for a whole. And um, I never really, I think, did that too much. And just more recently I have. Like, I think 
um, some of those YouTube shows, I think like Angel, I think even Farscape, X-Files, those are stuff that I was committing resources to editing and putting up, not to get the most views. Not that it's all about views, but it kind of is too. But it's not, it, for, for my case, it doesn't hands. really work like that. Yeah. Right, right. And it's like, then there's a sense of like, okay, vi virality and then growth, right? Um, so those are a lot of things to consider. And then also, just like I said, uh, bandwidth, right? Right. Um, it, so it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird balance of, of of all those things to keep in mind. Um, One of the things yeah. that I've really found, you, you and I um, have very different goals in terms of in terms of uh, the sh the the channels that that we make. I don't have a Patreon. I I personally am never going to. This is this is it, it's it's part and parcel. But uh, uh, nature the nature of the beast is that I have I have guests on. Um, and I'm not going to to charge fans to get access to the guests, largely because I don't I don't believe in that, and I have no problem with mm -hmm. with people who do, especially because it's just it's it's you and you are the brand. Whereas with Dial the Gate, I'm only the facilitator of the people who come on and join me, and one of the one of mm -hmm. the mechanisms of that is getting getting this content to everyone globally and for free. Um, and I'm often bringing people on who I want to interview, whereas a lot of the people who are watching just want to see the actors. And I'm really interested in getting people on who have been involved in the nuts and bolts of the show, who, I mean, you just may see over the end credits, but I, I'm doing it with the purpose that even though it's not going to be uh, something that a lot of people are going to watch immediately, this is legacy yeah. content that's going to exist in this online space for the next yeah, several yeah. years, and it will accumulate views as we move into the future. 100%. And I was going to say, I actually want to give you your flowers because I think what you're doing here is, is absolutely awesome for that specific reason, right? You're, you're, you're providing, you know, sustenance to a community for the series that's been, been over for over, you know, 10 plus years now. Right. But mm -hmm. there are, you know, they're still building these, these, these are still actors who are working, uh, who have fond memories. Uh, maybe things weren't as documented that you can sort of, you know, reflect on with them and flesh out and, um, people can go look at, you know, over, over the years and find something really cool. Right. So I think it's awesome that you're, you're doing that and, you know, uh, providing for the, for the community. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I think, you know, that, the fact of the matter is, like you, your case in point, new generations of people are finding the show. Not just necessarily 100%. people who weren't alive then, but new generations of fans who are now coming along to this content and discovering it for the first time in streaming and these, these other platforms that didn't know about it before. And I think that it's important that people like you and I both create content that later on in the future, people will discover that that aren't around to discover it yet or who haven't found the show yet. And I think that that's one of the cool things about YouTube. I don't think YouTube is going to be the be all and end all forever. I, I, you probably mm -hmm. have a similar strategy in mind where, you know, you've got you've got your content on a hard drive somewhere so that when the next big <laughs> thing's along, you can transfer a lot of this stuff over to that. Uh... Um... <laughs> <laughs> the hard drive. So please tell me you are doing a cloud backup as well, please. I, I I've got you know it, yeah I've got I've got a a couple of things to to keep things in order for sure. Okay, good. <laughs> because when it's gone, oh man. Um, but it could yeah, be better. No. Though. I, I'm, that's definitely something to keep in mind for sure. Absolutely, and I think that that's you know it's just we have to keep in mind of those things for the future. But uh, I think that uh, both of our channels 
are are not not to say that we're a big deal or anything, but I think that we we both play a part in continuing to to keep the franchise going. So, and we're we're clearly you know bringing bringing people involved uh, uh, who are interested in the product uh, into the into the circle to share more. So, I think that's really cool. No, totally. And something that I always thought about because I do have that like a journalism background and like I guess I'm been like not put into like this mold, but like I just kind of stick to the reaction videos and don't venture off and that's a whole other commentary. But there's another multiverse, I want to say, where I would love to do this type of more deep deep dives whenever I have the the, the bandwidth for it. Um, mm. So you know, once SG One is over, you know, I actually I have a funny story for any of the SGA fans over here. Um, I ran into Rainbow Sands Frax at a comedy bar like eight months ago and like where we have each other on instagram now and like i'm mad i randomly messaged him, like here here and there super nice guy awesome right. guy and like that's a really funny experience to tell a story um where i walk out of this comedy bar and i'm like bro i, I do a double take i'm like i, I know this guy yeah. <laughs> so i go up to him but like to him it's like he hasn't been on this show in like 15 right. 16 years but to me He's the most relevant guy in, in like for the past six months, you know? Right. Um, exactly. So I just go, went up to say, I said, hey, man, I'm like, it's not going to make any sense. But like, <laughs> I love what you do. And like, I loved your character. And I didn't even know at the time, like, he got replaced by Jason Momoa. Like, I didn't know at that point, you know? Um, so like, that's like such a, like a unique experience there, too. Um, and... Sorry, I forgot the main point I was going to say. I just well, you know, you, we 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 come across these people um, in uh, opportunities oh, that interview. we don't expect, and yeah, doing interviews and stuff like yeah. exactly. Yeah, I was going to say um, I'd love to do like an interview with him one time. Uh, we talked about maybe having him on to do like a reaction or something, but I think his story was done at that point. Uh, or interviewing characters like or, or creators of the show mm -hmm. in context of the videos. It's like, hey, like I just watched your entire show front to back for the past three years. Um, I would love to have you on to just speak with you candidly similar to this um absolutely or even like what we're doing right now you know yeah absolutely um uh, reese uh my mod wanted to know uh were there any episodes uh that you can think of that you wish ended differently that you weren't that you weren't personally satisfied with how oh. it ended oh 100 100 there's one episode in particular i forgot the one it's where the jaffa pull up uh, and they're like on like a not a desert planet. It's more of like a, I think it's an alpha site, like around season four to six. And it was th it was the war episode where they had the the characters on like a like a, preparing for a fight or a battle sequence. And I think they got invaded by the Gwauld. If anybody remembers in chat, um, it just ended abruptly. It just ended like so abruptly. It was Is this just the like, one oh, with Apophis's like, image being placed in the sky. Yeah, the yeah, end? that episode. Rules exactly. of engagement. Rules, yeah. rules of engagement. Yeah, season I was like, three. oh, I'm vibing with this. So, oh, is it maybe season three. I'm like, I'm yeah. vibing with this, blah, blah, blah. And it just ends. Yeah. And this like, is Colonel O'Neill. Times... He has much love by Apophis. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, what next? Like, what are we going to do? Like, this could lead to something. And it's just like, end. That's the thing about the Stargate <laughs> episodes that I will say. Um, there are rarely what they call tags. The, the, the climax hits and then it's over. Um, and mm -hmm. there, my episode, I have to say, I have one, it did, I don't wish it ended differently, but I wish there was more of it, was in Last sure. Stand, when Elliot is given the symbiote poison, and we hear the Jaffa warriors marching uh... toward him, and then it fades to black, and it's like, seriously? That's how it ends? I want more. You know, and Summit and Last Stand for a long time were my favorite, like, two-parter for a long time. Um, and it's just, it's one of those where it's like, 
you have to go back and go, and you'll see this in season one of Stargate Universe. There is an episode where it's like, that's it. And it's like, oh, I don't need any more information. If I think about it, the story has been given to me and I'm being invited in my mind to tell what happens next. So mm-hmm. the 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 uh, the uh, the writers they trust their audience to follow them, um, and sometimes you want more and you're just not going to get it. <laughs> so no, totally. And I, I think a lot of the times the, sh- the show does it really well. I think there's like very few times where I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't know if I would have done that. But again, who the fuck am I, right? Sorry to swear. No, you're fine. Um, um, I think one also too now that you mention it is this is more of like a guilty pleasure. Um, I find Apophis to be such. <laughs> a funny villain and such a great character. I love the actor as well. Peter Williams. Um, his, his story where this guy's kicking around as long as he can and he ends in the replicator going into the moon. I think there was totally an opportunity. <laughs> I say this on the channel. You can go back and watch the videos. There is a missed opportunity and if they ever bring back Stargate, bring back a replicator Apophis. I think that would have been, yeah. especially once you end up doing that later on, like that, I think there was a room, maybe they had kicked him too much, too many times at that point, but I think there, that could have been a perfect you know, plot at some point. Did you see Arc of Truth and Continuum? Did you watch them? Not Continuum. I've okay. seen Arc of Truth. So you've not seen Continuum yet. Are you planning on watching no, it? No, not yet. Yeah, every we have a we have like a whole Your list schedule? of things. So I think okay. I'm, I'm fin- finishing season four of SGA, season five, episode one, and then it's the film. I've well, you know what? That's interesting. That because yes, that was retconned as being when Continuum takes place. So that's perfect. So I'm assuming someone yeah. told you to do that because um, shout, shout out to Phoenix and shout out to Shepard in, yeah. in the in the SG34. Yeah, they they're, they're, those guys are absolutely amazing. That's per- it. It was uh, 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 Sam uh, was yeah. It was just yeah. That's it's it's interesting in the story how that how that works. So I will. I, I almost did it, but I stopped myself. Um, it's not like vital. shout out to shout out to shout out to Dark Soul by the way. Shout out to to Smith. Um, Stargate definitely respected the intelligent view. I think so too. Yeah, I definitely say that as well. Absolutely, and you know, it's it's fun to go back and and watch it in the order in which the uh, the the writers created because it wasn't originally intended that way, but you, it's perfectly serviceable and in, in that way in terms of the timeline and it works. So, um, Dan Ben, have you watched Andromeda or heard of it? Several Stargate actors have been on it, and vice versa. Uh, no, but I think I might have remembered reading a comment of somebody recommending me that show. And I think, is Amanda tapping in that? That sounds like she was in that. Uh, I I don't know if Amanda is in it. Uh, Michael is in it. And Lexa, uh, Lexa, his wife is in it as well, who played Carolyn Lamb. So Lexa is the, is the AI for the ship. So cool. Cool. And that's how, that's where they actually met. So it was Andromeda. I've not watched Andromeda. My Kevin Sorbo is Hercules. So... Um, but I know there's a lot of people who do love that show. The ship is is a cool design. So um, let's see here. Uh, Nicole also wanted to say thank you so much for bringing more attention to Stargate as a new fan. Um, and uh, Tech Shots says, what is Michael's least favorite episode uh, that you've seen? What what oh, really man. what episode really grinded your gears? Or is there more than one? Ugh. There's certainly I <sighs> I certainly have them. I'm, that's a great question because there's so many now at this point, right? I'm trying to think of ones that have really bothered me. If anybody actually 34 remembers any of them that kind of like irked me a lot, I don't know. Did you like um, The Tower in Maybe season you should... two on Atlantis? 
Did you like that episode? Oh, it's, oh, oh, oh we're, we're including Atlantis as well. I think Atlantis has a couple forgettable episodes, like, here and there. Yeah. Um, The Tower. Uh, this is terrible etiquette. If you're having trouble remembering it, that's probably a sign. Oh, this is when the Contraya Man was, was on it. Oh, yes, this, this the one was actually, like, this one was... I actually didn't mind this episode, I think. Really? Okay. I think I, think I found it pretty... I think I found it whimsical, if my memory is correct. Okay. Well, that's certainly fair. Um, yeah, I'm in, I'm interested to hear your, your your thoughts on any episodes where it's like, you know what, I'm I have no interest in in ever having to rewatch that one. So. Maybe maybe one of the Teal centric episodes. Okay. Earlier on, I think I'll I think I might have just been like, yeah, I'm good. Like <laughs> Bane. Um, Bane got me a little bit out of it where he turns into a cocoon. Um, uh, and that was hard for for Chris actually, <laughs> being in a diaper all oh, day yeah? long because he wasn't able to go to the bathroom. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, there, there's a, there's a couple in there for sure. The, one of the things that I'm, that I have to wonder about you is that what, when you're in, when you're watching an episode that you're not getting into, but you're, but the fans are kind of expecting you to be excited about certain things. How do you play it? I mean, we, I mean, if anyone, if any of the, any of the gangs here, I mean, I feel as if, um, I'm pretty like. Like, like honest about like my my reactions to episodes. If I don't like something, I'll say I don't like it. I'll be like, hey, it was okay, or like I think they could have done this better. Um, or you can even see it on my face. I'm sort of like a little dull at moments. Mm-hmm. But I also do find a lot of enjoyment in seeing things. I feel like you have to watch things that are not great. You have to find things that are great to have a balance to understanding what you like and what you don't like. And I can also find a lot of joy in things that maybe aren't the best, but I'll still find one or two moments that I like, or I'll find something absolutely hilarious. Um, in, in in some bad episodes um, that there make me <laughs> like them. I know that it kind of sounds like I'm trying to be like. It's, I think every episode's great, but I've definitely said like I did not like this episode. I, I think I that or, or redundant or you know, yeah. There, X, it, y, and Z. you know, when you when you have 350 hours, there's going to be a couple of clunkers. They can't all be home runs, and that's one of the the things that always irked me over at Gate World when the show was airing, and we would have our poll launch after the episode and it was one to 10 the tens would always would always outnumber everything else on every episode and when you go back and you look at them all in total they can't all be tens that's not realistic and we were like you know this was it's people aren't gaming the poll they're just really excited about the show but i would always i was always very critical to be thoughtful about my poll assessment, you know, in, in terms of putting my own. And now we're going in and saying, how many chevrons would you give this episode now that we're doing wormhole extremists and rewatching <laughs> it? It's one to seven. And some people are like, well, it's a 3.5. It's like, no, no, it's a solid rounded number. You have to pick, you know, you don't get, you don't get to schmooze. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. That's a good point. And like, I get being excited for an episode, but it's like, if I don't, if I, if I don't think it's a great episode, I don't think it's a great episode. Like that's just my opinion, right? You can think it's great, but like, if I think it's just mid, it's mid. And that's just, you know, like I'll say it, you know, I have no problem, you know, um, like I think actually shout out to Ratchet. Ratchet's one of the homies also, uh, helping editing, uh, and just long time SG 34 member. Uh, for example, an episode of Buffy, the vampire slayer came out. It was a musical episode. And again, I don't have context to like, oh, if this once is more like, with feeling. the pinnacle episode. Once more feeling. If it's, I've if, not if, seen if, Buffy. I've just heard of this episode. So please fill me in. Exactly. So 
this is apparently one of the like most prestigious episodes in the show. And because I'm watching this isolated, right? Like I just I come into my room and I just watch shows and I post them for my community. Like that's just kind of kind of like how how it kind of works. Um, I don't know that this next episode is like seen by the fandom as the biggest thing, right? Okay. So I don't even have the context to be like, oh, I need to make sure that I had like I say this episode's great. So I think I said like, uh, like I I think I commented it's a musical, and I personally. Um, I kind of cringe at musicals, not for the fact that they're musical. I just, it's just not my it thing. It doesn't resonate with I'm like, you. Hey, I'm, for sure, right? But I can also appreciate the lyrics and like, if it's talking about darker themes and depression and you know, someone's trying to offer herself in this musical, fun, whimsical light, right? I acknowledge that and I commented on after, but I'm like, I'm like, I think this is like pretty cool from a technical standpoint to make an episode about a musical. Like, that's really great. Um, but I'm like, I thought it was like, I was like, it was, it was a pretty good episode. But it, I, mean, I didn't say it was a 10 out of 10, like maybe a lot of the other fandom did. And I think when I put it on YouTube, I got pretty flamed, flamed on it. Because um, <laughs> you but, weren't as excited as as everyone else was. Kind of, yeah. I think okay. that was the consensus. Um, so then I kind of clarified it, and I kind of like. I, I think the next episode, I said, "Hey guys, let me just to make it clear. Like, I did not like. I liked the episode. I just didn't think it was the greatest thing. I didn't think it was like you know, yeah. a slice bread. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but then I can also appreciate something from like a you know from a technical standpoint, like to make a story entire like that's an ob- objectively i'd say that's a, mm. an amazing feat so i can appreciate that but just because of that i'm not going to say like i think this is sliced bread right exactly well yeah you know it, watching uh, um online communities evolve over the years uh because i'm going to turn 40 this year so i've, I've been it's, i've been doing bulletin boards you know through gate world since 2000 um watching the mob mentality evolve they really do like to um uh uh like <laughs> like if if you don't if you aren't in lockstep on a certain number of things particularly like uh an episode that is revered by a lot of people um they'll come after you <laughs> and it's like this is like, just like, my like, opinion like, a, like imagine like I, I can't eat god forbid if i said window of opportunity was garbage god forbid if i said that right. <laughs> you know like obviously like i mean it was a great episode right um yeah i guess you could say i looked at your prior staff in the background uh uh-huh. they probably trying to give me to origin they probably try and give her me to <laughs> well i mean you know it's a i i like you know for instance i don't i don't think the ori were the were the best uh aspect of of uh of the show but they're certainly you know a component and i think that uh uh i i I I, th- I re- genuinely think that diversity of opinion is the spice of life, and I'm not going to come after anyone for 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 saying otherwise. And to to watch certain people who are like, "No, you must think like me," it's like, "Okay, come on, man." A, it's a mm-hmm. show. B, you know, come on. So, but I mean, that's people are going to like what they like, and often, you know, they especially when I, I'm going to talk with you a little bit here about about future Stargate, uh, what you would like to see. But a lot of them really only want what they've seen before, and they they are not interested in anything new because they're afraid it's going to be tainted by X, Y, or Z, or it's not going to have uh, A, B, or C in it, and it's just wild. David, I got a question for you. Actually, sure. uh, I, I I know that MGM has sort of been the loop with Stargate. That's kind of like the most that I know about a new show. I don't know where things leave off or whatever. So maybe keep any comments to that to an extreme minimum. Um, how do you think Stargate would work present day if they wanted to bring it back? You think, yeah, like would would you go for a reboot, uh, continuation, or X, Y, and Z? Like, what what, what are your thoughts on that? I'm what would I want to do, or what do I think that MGM and Amazon are going to do? Maybe what what do you think they would do if they're like if if Jeff if Jeffy B says, all right, here is a hundred M's, do what you want. 
Brad, they, 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 either Brad and the gang. I, I don't think they're going to go for Brad. I think they're going to reboot it. I think that, that everything that I've been, been seeing and everything that we've been watching in terms of, of the news coming down the pike is that they're they are very interested in fresh artists for, for new titles. If you were tried, going to try to do something like that with Star Wars or Star Trek, the fans would run you out of the room. And um, there are people who would be like, well, you know, you can't do that because, you know, those these properties are um, revered in such a way that you can't just press a refresh button on it without giving a great like without establishing in the plot a, a device to explain why, such as with JJ's, it opens up with with an alternate timeline excuse. I don't think that Stargate is is given that level of reverence, and I frankly don't think that they'll care. I think that they're going to wipe it clean and start over. Which is a shame, right? Because I, I, I think, think we so. both kind of acknowledged that, you know, compared to all the star shows, right? I've, I'm not a, I'm not a Trekkie. I've never seen Star Trek. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll maybe have to check it out. Um, or Star Wars. But it's obviously those are just, I think, objectively speaking, more culturally, culturally relevant, more exposure in, in, in sci-fi, I would say. You think yep. that's a fair thing to say? Yep. So, like, I can see why they feel like they wouldn't need to do any of that stuff. Maybe if they just the, if they would say the numbers aren't there, which sucks because there's such great lore, deep history connections, um, universe building of twenty years or whatever for Stargate and all these different spinoffs. Um, that maybe they could do something really cool. But then I can also see on another point maybe that maybe they want to just start something from ground zero and maybe re redo a, a new story. But um, I don't, maybe there's a path to do both of those things. I don't I know. I hope so. Um, I, I, I think that uh, Amazon is looking at the, at the fan base of the, the Stargate franchise and they're seeing how small it is. And um, uh, uh, frankly, probably irrelevant it is to the larger discussion of, of what's going to be whenever they decide to move on it, a multi multi-million dollar project. And I think that they're going to want to free up their hands and do something fresh. Will I watch it? Absolutely. Would I prefer Brad Wright to be involved? Absolutely. Is he going to be involved? Yeah. Uh, every day I think it's less and less likely. So it's they're, – they're, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know any of those guys – Personally, or even like having like done a deep dive, I think they're one of them's from Toronto, either Joseph or Brad. Uh, Malazzi is in is in Toronto. Brad, I I, I don't know where Brad is right now. <laughs> he's, he's, he's he somewhere. is MIA, guys. He's <laughs> <laughs> no, I, he is, but I don't know where he is. So I haven't spoken with him in a while. Yeah. So which like I, I, now that you mentioned, I'm in Toronto, so like maybe like when, when I'm when I'm all said and done, maybe I'll be like, hey, Joe, uh, you should know. hook up with Joe. I bet he'll have lunch with you. He's a good guy. So for sure, he's been known to do maybe, that from time maybe. to time. Absolutely. Um, uh, Gategabber wanted to know, do you sometimes feel like you're missing in-jokes or references because you're watching so long after the shows originally have aired that certain cultural references are falling through? Uh, do you research the time period the shows have aired or just watch cold and see if the stories hold up? Yeah, honestly, it's it's pretty much the cold. Um, shout out to, again, the, the, the Patreon fam, uh, SG34. Any of the, like, you know, like, I guess some of the, the tidbits of, like, oh, like, did you know Chris Judd had this thought of this episode? Or like, uh, for example, I think when 9-11 happened, a uh, reason why Chris Judd was missing for those one episodes. So like I get some of these tidbits that might be on forum boards through people commenting on them and I read those comments. So like that's why I kind of know a bit of a bit of those information bits. Um, so but like in terms of like, oh, like movie references. Yeah, a lot of them probably over my head. Some of them um, or some of Jack references, <laughs> Jack's references, you know, maybe here and there. But um yeah. I'm curious, is there anything from Stargate that you've been accidentally spoiled on at all? 
that come off the top of my head, honestly, no, they've been pretty great. Wow. Honestly, that is that yeah. is awesome. Wow. That's, yeah. I yeah. That's crazy to me. I mean, just uh, the I guess because you know I'm like I, I'm I'm watching Better Call Saul. I'm finally getting into the the fifth season. And I'm scrolling through my feed on on my phone, and a picture comes up of certain characters that are in color and certain characters that are in black and white. And underneath it, it says these people are dead now. And it's like, and, well, that's okay. the thing with like, yeah, like uh, a lot of the online, yeah, like like fandoms nowadays. I don't know. I'm not really on socials for like my, I guess, like my. You can see my. I don't. I, I didn't tweet for like two years. Like I just, I used to have like a lot of anxiety about that kind of stuff, as well. And I'm just like. I would rather not bother, but then I'm like, okay, also when it comes to like, I guess, marketing, being more plugged in and stuff. Right, exposure you of your channel, yeah. For sure, right? And I guess I've done that maybe to a detriment at points, and I'm obviously trying to pivot and, you know, get into like a new gear. Uh, and yeah, like I, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Lockwatcher wanted to know, have you seen Brad Wright's tra- uh, Travelers series at all? Are no, you aware I don't of Travelers? No, I'm not okay. familiar. Did, is that a newer sci-fi show by Brad? Yes, well, it's one that he did uh, after Stargate, and it ran for three seasons. So it's it was uh, it's it's lower key in terms of visual effects and everything else. I think it was produced on a lower budget, but it is great science fiction. And I would definitely, you know, I would definitely add to your list of considerations um, because unfortunately, it got it got canceled, so the story didn't mm-hmm. get to wrap. Um, but it's, it's almost like an act one of a three act play. It's a very self-contained act one. So there is self, some self-contained stuff there, even though we're missing, you know, it, it, it ended too early. Uh, but it's a good show. For sure. Yeah. I wonder if like, there'd be ways for, for, cause there's like obviously so much great sci-fi that could be made, but again, a lot of it's depending on studio giving you the money and all this stuff. If they could just like self like raise ways to get like you know great shows done it would be it would be so awesome you know mm-hmm. but absolutely yeah, yeah there's uh, i am really interested to see what you um uh how you think about the the ending for uh uh atlantis what you think about you know so you're in it, uh, the second half of of season four of atlantis now i'm just i just i just finished the last episode i saw was actually one of the biggest space battles in the entire show. It's the one where um, the it's a two parter. Oh, the all my sins where, remembered. Yeah, dude. And and uh, Atlantis really is in a, is in such a great pocket that we're in right now yeah. on the Patreon fan. It's like, uh, you know, Rodney's on his A game. His sister is getting involved. We've mm-hmm. got the Wraith. His real sister you know, working together along. His real yeah. Again, that's such a great little tidbit. You know, like. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so right now the show's I think, in a great sprint. It's 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 inter- there is there is one moment in all of Atlantis uh, where my jaw gen- genuinely dropped, and it only dropped because you know I-, I was always exposed to a lot of these spoilers in advance. But it was at the end of "Be All My Sins Reve- Remembered," the uh, the secret oh, character yeah. reveal at the end of that, and I was with a group of fans at the time who were working on the Stargate Worlds video game. We were in production of that, and I had them all over because our commercial was being shown in that premiere episode. Uh, it had been after a break that the show had come back, and when when that character is revealed at the end of that episode, everyone was freaking out, and it was so cool to. It's like, oh, now I get. This is what it's like to be genuinely surprised. <laughs> 
No, um, totally, man. It's 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 uh, that's what honestly what the what are the best parts they could do in those react these reactions is like whenever those moments do come, it's like holy smokes, you know. Um, Stargate's definitely had a lot of those moments. I think one night that you mention it, dude, I love when Shepard just goes into his in his in his. I, I call it like dark shepherd, like like when he goes just like straight like psycho or like not psycho is the right word, just like um cold shepherd. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, I think um one of those moments was what in the in the first season of SGA when he just like kills like fifty people when the base is under siege using yeah. the gate. Like that yeah, was he thinks Weir is dead and he's and he's gone off the deep end. He's gone bye bye. Oh for sure. Yeah. Um and another one just happened recently in season four where it's uh I think it's maybe two or three episodes ago in the hospital episode where he has to basically get that billionaire's to he convinces him to like almost like off himself and he's like talking about it. That was just Miller's crossing. Chilling. That was intense. And the episode where um uh, Doppelganger where he's in the nightmares of of everybody. It's like, oh please God, mm-hmm. let him have actually seen this one. Please, it's not a spoiler yet. Uh, keeping all the episodes. No, you're, in order. you're good. You're good. No, it's and no, that's no, a no, great totally hour good. of television. Robert Cooper brought. I mean, he, uh, the writer, you know, he he thought about the the stories that really gave him nightmares and terrified him. And I think it's one of the best hours of Atlantis. And we kill Doctor Heitmeyer in that episode. We lose her. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just so like so casually, right? That, I think that was a, a highlight that I saw recently, uh, because like what could have just been a story that we've seen before, uh, they they added a lot of you know I think visual and like you know directing elements to make it feel a little bit more ominous, thriller esque, right? To make it stand its on its own. They also included that gravitas of killing a, a state, not like a, a massive staple, but like a supporting character. Yeah, pretty consistent um, supporting character. Yeah. Right, so I I think uh, that episode was definitely a standout. And Shepard, uh, the actor, his name's Joe F. Right, Joe Flanagan. Joe Flanagan, I believe. Uh, he is just how do I describe it? I wish he played more of a bad guy because he can just like seep into those roles so so seamlessly. Yes, um, he's a versatile. We talked actor. about it on the page too. Oh, for sure. Uh, we talked about it on the channel too. I think out of the three SGS leads, you know, Cam Mitch, uh, Jack O'Neill, and uh, and John Shepard. He's probably the most one that, one that we see become could be bad or like do excel at it. Cam's a, Cam's a, a sweetheart, you know. He, he's yeah, you know he's he's not a bad guy. Jack yeah. has had his days, you know. Mitch, I mean, uh, John is like he he's sort of like that. Not, how would you describe John? He's sort of like uh, well, he's he is a bad boy, you know. I mean, he's he, a bad boy. He, he, he he's a bad man, you know. Sent to Antarctica <laughs> for for disobeying order. I can see how you, where you were coming from. If he were pushed in a certain direction, if if like, for instance Taylor or Ronan were killed, yeah, I think that I I think that a lot of his his Air Force uh, 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 foibles would fall to the side uh, for him to go after anyone who had harmed. Uh, people that he loved for sure and i think that's one of the for reasons sure. why it's so it's worked so successfully when robert davi's character kolya tells him over the the walkie that we're is dead and it's one of shepherd's best moments where he just goes i'm going to kill you and he means yeah it. just like he's gonna straight, kill he just like straight up like no no hesitation you know yep absolutely so koya is one of my favorite side characters i think he is absolutely amazing he Terrific. is his gravitas that that dude brings to the screen yep. Is almost un, is almost unmatched, and I think in all of SG one, he's so great. Yeah, there. Stargate <laughs> like has series. some great villains, um, to varying degrees. Some of them are comic booky, some of them are much more real. 
Um, SGU certainly has uh, takes up the the realism, you know. In terms, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you think about Universe, um, but it's uh, it's it's got a lot of a lot of those elements to it. Where where are you hoping that the that the the franchise goes um, in terms of episodes that you're anticipating watching? What would you like to see uh, in terms of mm-hmm. the stuff that's that's that you're going to watch that already exists? Um, as as created content, what are you hoping that that comes next? As someone who hasn't seen season five of Atlantis mm-hmm. and hasn't seen Universe, um, what are you hoping for? Honestly, I mean, where I'm at right now, Taylor's got a got a kid with some guy that we bear- the way that they're going about that pregnancy arc is just so obscure. It just like it is they're obscure. casually just saying like, oh, by the way, this guy that I'm randomly been meant, never mentioned before, right. uh, I've been gossiping about. So the whole time I'm like, is it Shepard that she's secretly been with? Is it secretly Ronan? Uh, oh, great. It's neither of them. And who, the, who is this guy? And you're pregnant all of a sudden. So I'm interested to see where that's going to lead to um, and where the SG-1 story goes, because I know it continues, right? But I know that, like, I know, like, they're, they're still out and about wherever they are, um, but they don't have their own series. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what conclusion we get, because as of now, Jack is not Jack has sort of just been MAA. I know RDA at the time, mm-hmm. you know, canically uh, was busy, you know, living his life with his kids. Totally mm-hmm. respectable. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jack, we don't have a we don't have a Jack conclusion yet, um, and that's up in the air for me. So I want to see how that ends up going, um, and where Taylor is specifically in Atlantis. Because I'm like, bro, like, what are we doing here? And also the replicators too, because we just wrapped them up with the raid. So like, so if that's done, what now? So that's exactly my thoughts. Interesting. Uh, okay. Very good. Well, I, I hope that you're satisfied. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, something I was gonna say to that, I can't. I there's David. You have to be very careful here. You have to be very no, I'm careful. Not, here. No, I'm not interested in spoiling you. The um, it's 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 no. real world. No, it's uh, yeah. Rachel was pregnant in in that season with with Caden. So that's where that came from. Is they had they had to produce that. Story. So it's it's one of those circumstances where we're watching and like your reaction is like, where did this come from? And it's like it it's happened because real life has caught up and we have to solve that that baby bump, you know. And so sometimes mm-hmm. they're going to solve it um, by by hitting the nail on the head, and other times we're going to be like we're we're dealing with it but you know the answer isn't always the best you know it's just it is so it's 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 interesting totally. how they how they were and that's that's you know that that's not the only time that that happens in this franchise so you know there's there's other there's other ways that that has to be dealt with uh and you just you just deal with it as it's like when um in season 10 uh no season 9 when Vala was when Vala came back and she was pregnant Vala uh, uh, um Claudia was, Claudia was Black? Yeah, yeah, she was she was pregnant with Odin. So it's just you have to they have to solve those real world um it's not an issue, but in terms of for, for, for sure. screen it is an issue. So and that's how it uh, works. Maybe, and that say, resulted maybe, in maybe Adrian. An unforeseen hiccup, an unforeseen hiccup for, right. for the film wise. Not for, not for not for her as you know as an individual, right? But. Right. But in that case, you know, for season ten it resulted in the Aura Messiah. So there are there are, are certain ways that, you know, the 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 show manifests uh real life, you know, people in this case being born into different stories that are getting service. So one way or the other, the show no, must go sure. on. It must go on, and I think I think uh, in Atlantis season four, there's a perfect moment that of that where I commented, um, I was like, "Oh, Jason Momoa's back." I'm like, "Oh, his hair looks lighter." 
Oh, because right. I, I think at that point he cut off his dreads because yeah. like, his like, head was uh, his. Um, yeah, he was starting to have neck problems. For so. sure. Uh, and then also I'm like, oh, he got a tattoo. That's new. <laughs> you know. Right. They worked that so into that was... the exactly. Exactly. So. He just pulled up the set like, oh, by the way, guys, like, did I have to tell you about this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, awesome. The the things that they have to do to to incorporate elements like that into into the show, uh, so that they don't have to keep on, for instance, applying makeup to his arm for the rest of the show, or never getting him wet. Uh, it's it's fun how that works. So this this is show business baby exactly that's just how it is michael this has been really cool um i i it, it, rarely do i get to talk with someone who is midstream of the show um mm-hmm. i've ha- i've had the privilege of of having uh, actors uh come on who have then turned around uh for the first time and rewatched the show that they were in um and oh that's amazing yeah so we just had elena huffman who did who did uh, stargate universe as tj and she's never really watched her show from beginning to end and she's starting and uh sarah o'neill in season one of uh, sg1 from from the uh, cold lazarus episode harley jane kozak she's watching the show gotcha. now and um uh, ritu charlie the little little bald-headed boy uh with the the ritu uh, uh aliens who goes off with the tokra he's watching uh, Stargate now too, so it, it's it's cool to sit back and create this content, bring these people on, and then have them go off and learn about the thing that we fell in love with them for to begin with. No, I think it's a, that's that's so awesome to hear. You know, like yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> uh, anything you want to 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 wrap up with uh, uh, promoting or 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 sharing with with my audience before before we wrap you up we've got your we've got your uh channel obviously linked i've got the patreon.com slash fail 34 now linked uh if you guys uh are are awesome. looking in Thank the description so it's all there so anything else that we can expect for what shows what what shows are you you know thinking of tackling next what's what's coming down your pipeline yeah no that's a great question um at the moment, I'm actually in the middle of wrapping up Farscape and, and Buffy uh, as soon as possible. Been a little bit delayed, but going to be picking up a new wheelhouse of shows soon. So going to be having some polls up on that over on the Patreon page. Um, so looking to fill in that sci-fi gap. I'm thinking of BSG. I think that's what is, is <laughs> leaning towards. Um, <laughs> we've talked about Babylon 5, uh, maybe Star Trek, but I don't know if I want, I want to That's a thousand episodes. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. My about. friend, so like, watch Battlestar. It's it's a 75 episode story. I think I think that's my most likely is what's going to happen. But we're obviously going to put up polls too. Good. Um, so I just say check out the YouTube channel if you guys are interested in watching um, me. Check out some shows from the past. I've done things like Doctor Who. Um, I've done shows like X Files, which has been really fun. Now that's a Patreon exclusive. Uh, Farscape, similarly. Um, and there might be some new shows coming and films actually too. We're going to be doing movie reactions this year. I'm going to really focus on, um, and we're going to be doing some sci-fi films that I've never seen some cult classics. A lot are missing. So, um, I just, some, some content's coming. So just check out the page. I'd say. That's legit. I, I think that you and I are, are, the more I hear from you, the, the more similar, I think that, uh, that we are in terms of our, of our content. We both are, are journalism, uh, uh, degrees, uh, pull, uh oh nice yeah and uh your your pin can you show your pin for me the, my the pin? pin your pin that you've been twiddling around in your fingers can you can oh, you pull that to the screen more center oh no way dude there's there's no way dude let's go 
<laughs> the gel pin is the way. <laughs> this is the only pin that I use. That's too Guys, funny. Can I say more? Also, check out the, the Dial the Game Man. David, I want to say thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Um, I love what you're doing. Thank you for reaching out. Also, I Dial the Gate audience. Um, I appreciate your support, guys. Uh, and go Stargate. I'm going to add one show to your to your consideration, which is for my sure. favorite yeah, series of all time. Lost. Um, Lost. It's, it is a 112-hour episode of The Twilight Zone. It is one story, and it is my favorite story told. So I uh, I I, rec- I recommend you add it to your to your list and see how well it pulls, um, because it's it's solid. And Michael, this is this has been a real a real treat to have you on, man. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been really cool. No worries, David. Thank you so much again for the opportunity. Absolutely, sir. All right, I'm going to go ahead and and wrap this up, and uh, I will be in touch. All right. Take Chevron. care of yourself, man. Chevron seven. <laughs> Chevron seven. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll text you. Or I'll, I'll tell you off camera the story with with Gary Jones. Actually, you know, what? sorry, I'm so sorry. Let's Gary Jones sent me a, a video. Um, one of the one of the Patreon fam got him to do one of those like was a cam, cameo site. Cameos. He's my Walter's my favorite character in the show. I'm sorry to say it. <laughs> Don't be sorry. That's character. a great choice. Yeah, I absolutely. love the, I love the guy, and somebody sent me a cameo of him talking like you know talking and it was just the most heartwarming thing um, uh, so yeah. that's yeah Chevron seven encoded absolutely he's great you take care of yourself best of luck to your channel and take your patreon be well bye-bye you too, fail will 34 uh you can check out his youtube channel and his patreon uh both of those details are on the uh the description underneath the episode thank you so much for tuning in uh to dial the gate i appreciate uh, everyone who has taken the time today uh appreciate my moderators uh jeremy reese anthony tracy summer uh my producer linda gate gabber fury um and my uh, web developer frederick marku over at concepts web these people make the show uh continually possible uh we were going to have uh, anna galvin in the next 45 minutes but uh we have to reschedule with her uh so in terms terms of what's coming up next here john delancey is joining us this wednesday february the 15th for a midweek episode at 11 a.m pacific time he's going to talk about frank simmons on stargate sg1 we'll also be talking about q and, uh, and you know his time on breaking bad uh his production with alien voices with leonard nimoy uh, and then we have, uh, this says Wednesday, but it's supposed to be Friday, Friday, February the 17th at 12 noon Pacific time, man, I need a copy editor, uh, fan made, uh, Lego Stargate sets. Uh, that's going to be premiering at 12 noon Pacific time. Uh, we invited a few of the people who have, uh, made Lego Stargate sets on Bonnie Bartlett is going to be joining us Saturday, the 18th of February at 10 AM to discuss her book, middle of the rainbow. You can click on it there and get yourself a copy. And she's going to uh, be sharing some more uh, stories with us, uh, for her time in SG-1 and her uh, episode, uh, Prisoners as Linnea. Tora Valenza, writer and senior story editor for Stargate SG-1, Tora Alexander Valenza, joining us Wednesday, February the 22nd at 12 noon uh, Pacific time. He wrote episodes such as Ergo, so it's going to be a lot of fun to have him. And Glennis Davies, uh, who played Catherine Langford in 1969, and Eli's mother uh, in Stargate Universe, is going to be joining us Saturday, February the 25th at 12 noon Pacific time. Tomorrow, we're bringing you Politics and Within the Serpent's Grasp, uh, for uh, Stargate's uh, Wormhole Extremist rewatch. 
And then next Wednesday, February the 15th, and this is uh, just after we have uh, John DeLancey, a midweek movie we're going to be doing, Alien. Uh, we have John at 11 a.m. Pacific time. I'm actually going to be moving this to 1 o'clock Pacific time uh, for Alien. Uh, and then um, February the 19th, The Serpent's Lair. And you can continue to read from there. That's what we've got. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate uh, everyone who's uh, joined us and uh, continuing to make the, the show and the channel what it is. And thanks again so much to Phil Whale uh, for making this episode possible. My name is David Reed for Dial the Gate. Thanks, thanks so much for your time, and I'll see you on the other side. Dial the Gate is hosted and executive produced by David Reed. The producer is Darren Sumner, co-produced by Linda Fury. The composer is Neil Acri. Animations by Bryce Ors. The production assistant is Jennifer Kirby. Moderators include Summer Roy, Keith Homel, Tracy Noller, Jeremy Heiner, Reese M., and Anthony Rowling. Logo design by Deborah J. Bell. Additional effects by Thomas Tots, with contributions by model makers Chris Baker, Stephen Barr, Kevin Zabo, and Tom Paris. The archivists are Linda Fury, Zachary Adams, and Fred Eric Marcoux. For general inquiries for submissions, please contact us at dialthegateshow at gmail.com. Visit our website for the upcoming schedule, as well as an archive of our past episodes at dialthegate.com. Thank you.